What a beautiful, sunshiny day. Amen. I kind of imagine it was something like this when Jesus rode into Jerusalem. I just kind of picture it as the sun shining. Everybody was happy. Uh, the people were out lining the streets. Hallelujah. We're going to be reading from Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, starting at verse 28. When he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And, in coming, and it came to pass, when he came near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village absent you, where as you enter you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose him. And bring him here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing him? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of him. So those who were sent departed and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, why are you loosing the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus. And they threw their own garments on the colt, and they sat Jesus on him. And as he went, they spread their clothes on the road. Then as he was now drawing near to the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you, close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. Father, I ask your blessings be added to the reading of the word and Lord as we contemplate this Palm Sunday as we think of back to that Sunday so many, many years ago 
as Jesus came triumphantly riding in to Jerusalem, offering himself as king, as they proclaimed him, Hosanna in the highest, as they tore the palm branches and, and the um, branches from the trees and their, took their own coats and laid before the, that lonely little donkey as he rode up into Jerusalem. And then he came to the Mount of Olives and all of a sudden a vision filled Jesus' mind. Instead of a beautiful city with a beautiful temple, he saw it with an embankment around it and he saw it as being leveled to the ground, dead bodies laying all over the place. Not one stone left sitting on another. And he wept. Father, I believe there's a message here for us this morning. I believe that you want to speak to our hearts. I believe that the Holy Spirit has something very special for each of us. Lord, open our hearts and our minds to receive now in Jesus' name and anoint this pastor to preach, and we'll thank you. Amen. A great philosopher once said, I've spent my life laboriously doing nothing. A great emperor said, I've tried everything, and nothing is of any profit. And Goth, the great uh, German poet, said, My life has been a continual rolling back. But Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. What a difference Jesus makes. Without Jesus, you can see how hopeless it is. But with Jesus, like Paul, we have a lively hope. I believe one day Jesus is coming for his church. And he's going to have a victorious church. Amen? Hallelujah. But let's look at our scriptures here. Verse 41, now he drew near and he saw the city and he wept. Jesus was brokenhearted. He wept over Jerusalem because they only saw what was in the here and now instead of what was in the hereafter. They, they were kind of nearsighted. They only saw the things that was right now. And they were full of joy, and they were full of uh, jubilant uh, hosannas. They were praising God. But he saw that it wasn't always going to be that way. In verse 42, 
Jesus said, uh, if you had known, even you, especially in this your day, if you'd have known, this is your day. Jerusalem, this is your day. This is the day when the King of kings and the Lord of lords is coming into you. And this is the day when you can have your king. This is the day when the promises of God can be fulfilled. This is your day. You know, we have a way of putting things off. I say that just kind of thinking that everyone is like me. <clears throat> Why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? <clears throat> I know that's not the way it's supposed to be, but that's the way I do it. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to get right with God. Tomorrow I'm going to read the scriptures. Tomorrow I'll get involved in prayer. Next week, going to be different. Next year will be different. When I get around to it. It reminds me of a time in Martville, my wife. I'm always telling her when I get around to it. She went out and bought this hot pad. Uh, uh, potholder and she gave it to me and she said now you got no excuse because on it it says this is a round to it <laughs> no more excuses the thing is we need to set priorities the thing I uh, want to do is the or the thing I feel like doing, I do it. The thing uh, I think is important is the thing that I'm going to be working on. Now, it may not be important to you, but it's important to me. And what's important to you may not be my priority. Every one of us has priorities. I have got it figured out that all of us do exactly what we want to do. And so we really don't have any excuse. We, we do what we want to do. And these people in Jerusalem were doing what they wanted to do. And Jesus said, if you would have known, this is your day. This is your opportunity. And they missed it. Well, today is your day. Today is your opportunity. And what are you going to do with it? Well, I don't have time. Let me tell you something. And I've probably said it in here before. You've got as much time right now as you're ever going to have. 
Tomorrow isn't going to be any longer than today was. You didn't make it to church on time today. It's because you didn't plan on making it to church on time. It wasn't priority. You do exactly what you want to do. I do exactly what I want to do, and it's not going to do any good for me to harp on it or my wife to harp on it to me. I'm doing what I want to do, and the only one that can change me is me. Most of us are very determined people. It's just something that's built in us. We're so determined that I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it, and no one's going to stop me. If we had that same determination for the kingdom of God that we have for doing what we want to do, we'd see this church begin to bloom and to move and to go on. And these people in Jerusalem had an opportunity, but they were busy doing their own thing. They were determined, even though Jesus had preached in their midst and had told them, and John the Baptist had come proclaiming the kingdom of God is at hand, uh, be baptized and, uh, and, and be ready. For, it's coming. The axe is being taken to the root. They just were not ready when Jesus rode into Jerusalem. They missed their day. The scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything else. And that has got to be our priority, people. The kingdom of God first. I believe those people in Jerusalem weren't really putting the kingdom of God first. They were worried about their families and, and they were worried about their jobs and they were worried about uh, wars and they were worried about rumors of wars. And, but they weren't seeking first the kingdom of God. Had they known the kingdom, the prince of peace, he was coming to offer them peace. If you'd only known the things that belong to peace. You can have peace today, but they didn't, they were, they were in, a, in a, a turmoil. They didn't realize the thing that really would bring peace to their life. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, not second, not third, not fourth. See, it's got to be priority with you. Is seeking God your priority? Now, don't just answer up quickly. Sometimes we jump out of bed and we run for the door and we don't even take time to lift up our Bible and thank God that we have another day ahead of us. 
This is our day. What are we doing with it? If you would have known in this day, you know, hindsight's always 100%. And I'm sure that if they could, if all those people that were in Jerusalem at that time could look back now and see what had taken place, they would have lived differently. Don't you think so? I hope that when we come to the end of our life, we're not going to look back and say, oh, if only. If only. I had a chance on the 4th of April, or the 8th of April, I had a chance. You know what? I missed it. I, if only I had have been sensitive to the moving of the Spirit. If only I would have been listening to what the pastor said instead of writing and, and, and doodling on a pad. You know, there's just some things that happen in our life that only happen once. And if you missed it, you missed it. It's never coming around again. What is the thing that Jesus is saying? You've got to be alert. This is your time. How many times does God have to tell you, this is your opportunity. This is your time. Verse 42 says, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, the things that make for your peace. How many of you really have that peace that passes all understanding? I mean, God has promised it to us. A real peace that even in the midst of tribulation we can have peace. Even in the time of great difficulty we have a peace. God said, my spirit's not always going to strive with man. But today, the spirit is speaking. Today, the spirit is moving. Look at Psalm 90 in verse 10. The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they 
are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. Here's the verse I want you to really grab a hold of. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Every day is important. Every day God gives you new opportunities. And some of us, we act like we're going to live forever. I want to tell you something. Death is only a breath away. One breath could bring an end to it all. Are you ready to meet your maker? If Jesus should come to you today, are you ready? Most of us place this thing way in the back of our mind. You know, it happens to the guy across the street, the guy down the block, but it's never going to happen to me. You know, it happens to young people just as well as older people. We spend so much time preparing ourselves for this life, and this life is short. And we spend so little time spending on preparing ourselves for eternity. And what is 70 years to infinity? It doesn't make sense that we would spend uh, years and years educating ourselves for the short time we have here on earth and so little for God. It doesn't make sense. <clears throat> All you have is this lifetime to prepare yourself for eternity. That's short. What are you doing to prepare yourself for eternity? Are you leaving it all up to the pastor? What are you going to do when you get before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he says, what did you do with the opportunities I gave you? Are you going to say, well, the pastor never told me? That husband of mine, that child of mine, that mother of mine, it was her fault. Right? We love to blame it on someone else. And I'm, I'm sure that these people in Jerusalem would like to blame it on someone else. But you know whose fault it was? It was theirs. They missed it. Romans 11, verse 
For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. The hardening in part has happened to Israel until the fullness, until when? Till the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And when Jerusalem was destroyed, when Jesus rose from the dead, a new era started. It was called the time of the Gentiles. And it's been going on for nearly 2,000 years. One day God's going to say, it's enough. And there's going to be people just like there was in the days of Noah that had the opportunity and they didn't take it. And when the ark was sealed up and the floods began to come, I'm sure some of them were saying, why didn't I listen to Noah? Listen, the time of the Gentiles is coming to an end. This is your day of opportunity. This is the time of grace. This is the time of unmerited favor. This is the time when you, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He who liveth and believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. If you will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that God raised him from the dead, if you will confess it with your mouth, that God will give you eternal life. This is the day of opportunity. It's the time of unmerited favor. It's the time when the Spirit is being poured out upon all flesh. But this time is coming to an end. Then God's going to turn back to Jerusalem. Back to the Jews. This is our day. This is our day. This is our opportunity to go to our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones and, and say, today is the day of salvation. If you'll accept Jesus Christ today, you can be saved. Well, I'll go talk to him about it tomorrow. I'll pray for him next week. Let me tell you something. Whatever we're going to do, it's got to be done quickly. In 1948, Jerusalem and Israel became a nation again. And I believe that we are so close to God turning back to Israel and into that 70th week. See, the 69th week was when Jesus rode into Jerusalem. He said, it's time. He said, if you don't praise me, the rocks would have to raise up and praise me. 
This was their opportunity. They failed the test. They failed to, to take Jesus as the Messiah. And when they failed, God turned to the Gentiles. And when we fail, when, when, the, when the fullness has come in, God is going to go back for that 70th week. There's going to be the time of, of tribulation. Hallelujah. Now it's easy. Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Last of all, he says, but these things are hidden from your eyes. But now they are hidden from your eyes. It's not, you know, the Jewish people, God loves them just as much as he loves you. But these things have been hidden from their eyes because they missed their opportunity. He worked with them from the, they were a chosen nation. And Paul, he said uh, he, wished, he could wish himself anathema if, 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 if uh, only the Jewish people could be saved. God did it to stir them to jealousy. That's what he says over in the book of Romans. And so they're blind to the truth because they would not receive the truth. The way to peace for some people, uh, people, they say, is bigger armies, more weapons, more sophisticated weapons, uh, uh, satellites and so forth, uh, spy satellites. and Hey, the way to peace is through the Prince of Peace. The only time there's ever going to be lasting peace on this earth or a lasting peace in your heart is when you take and accept Jesus Christ as King. That's the only time. Hallelujah. The truth is the way of peace. And the truth is through the Prince of Peace. Jesus knew what was going to happen to these people, and he just wept over them. You know, 30 years from now, this church building may not even be here. But while it is here, we have an opportunity. Amen? That's what he was telling them. They were depending on that temple in Jerusalem. They were depending on beautiful structures. Well, people, it's not in beautiful structures. It's in living for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And if you're here this morning and you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior, you're living on borrowed time because time is coming when Jesus is going to close the doors. There'll be no more opportunity to accept Jesus. There'll be no more time to get filled with the Holy Ghost. There'll be no more time to go out and witness for what Jesus Christ has done. There'll be no more time for the body of Christ to gather together and pray. There'll be just no more time. But today, if you hear my voice, today is the day of opportunity. Let me show you what, what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. It says, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in a day of salvation I have succored thee or helped thee. Behold, now is this acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now. Hallelujah. We have here, and I might add a beautiful communion set that God has just given to us. Isn't it beautiful? But you know, communion means that you have already become a part of the body of Christ. And so if you're here this morning and you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then really you should not partake of this communion. It's for believers. Communion is for believers. But if you're here this morning and you have never accepted Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity while we're praying. Hallelujah. While we're praying, I want you to, to just take time. This is your day. This is your opportunity. If you're here this morning and you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, now is the time. Just raise your hand, and I, I want to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray with you, because that's where it starts. Is there anyone here that has not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ that would like to uh, accept Jesus as their Savior, to know that if, if he was to come tonight or today, that they'd go to be with the Lord? Is there anyone here? who has never asked Jesus into their heart and wants to do so this morning.